Down From Work Podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is episode two. My name is Dave Swillam. I'm very happy for you to be here with me again. Um, last week, we covered um, just what it is that we're about with this thing because it was episode one. We're getting this thing going here. And I just wanted to make sure that everyone that's along for this ride here is able to engage in it the way that I'm really looking for with it. Um, So I went through my background so that you guys could know what, um, you know, what was relevant about my point of view and, and just a way to understand that from perspective. I also went through just some of the format and things that we're going to be doing on it. Uh, This, this week, we're going to be talking about the decision to take, you know, your wake up from work seriously and to make it so that when you leave your job, because it's a job, if you don't like it, um, when you're going home, you're going home and thinking about how do I change this or what am I doing actively about it? And if there's nothing that you can say, or there's nothing that you feel like, then it's not, it's not waking up from work. It's not getting it done. So for me, I am bringing finally out of the gate here, my good friend, Ryan Kerrigan. He's in the picture here um, (laughs) because uh, especially for this episode, he is in fact waking up from work. We, we really crossed paths because we were kind of doing the same stuff at the same time again. And it's kind of interesting how all this came into play here. Um, so without further ado, you know, <laughs> sitting up in my, uh, with my kitchen table up in my front room here. Just drinking wine beer. Yeah, we've got an interesting format for this. Ryan, would you like to go through, you know, introduce yourself to people, go through your background so people know your perspective and know how we're kind of, why we're, we're linking up the way that we are. Um, and then we'll kind of get into this topic a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm Ryan. Uh, thanks for having me here. First of all, uh, really excited to, you know, be a part of this and, you know, kind of get it going and share my points of view and, you know, just talk. I'm excited. Um, talk about like background. Hey, yeah. Well, like, um, yeah, like who is Ryan Kerrigan? I went through all my spiel of audio and music and, my education and just general things that I think have kind of blended together to make me walk the way I walk. So <laughs> talk the way you talk. Huh? No, definitely not that. <laughs> no, that's just uh, that's from just doing things improperly. Right, right. That right. that stemmed from. Okay. But like, but who who are you? So that, that way, when we're chatting about the stuff, that it makes sense. Right. Um, okay. Like you said, uh, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. Um, talk about my education background first. Um, I went to college. I went to Southern Hampshire University for psychology. Um, My concentration was in cognitive psychology, which is um, basically perception, learning, memory, language, um, 
that kind of stuff. Uh, I was always very interested in it. Um, when I got out of school, my first job was I worked in clinical psych for a while. I went and worked in mental health. I was a mental health counselor slash substance abuse counselor. Um, did that for a number of years. Um, you know, wasn't super invested in it. Didn't really see myself going too far in there. You know, um, it's not always what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professor. I wanted to teach. I love teaching. Um, it was mainly what I did there. I like ran groups and, you know, was like a one-to-one person. Um, after getting out of there, um, I now work in higher ed and I'm an admissions rep in higher ed now. And yeah, um, my creative background is kind of a little different from uh, that kind of stuff. Um, I started out, like Dave said, he and I were in high school together. Uh, we actually met up in one of our English classes, creative writing classes. Um, I have a poetry background. I've always been a writer, been really about it. Um, and I feel like that's kind of transitioned a little bit into what it is that I'm kind of doing now, which is, um, I'm working to hopefully, um, one day have my own voiceover, um, business, you know, be a self-run voiceover artist. Uh, what I like to do and it's kind of what speaks to me and what's passionate and you know kind of how Dave and I ended up linking up it's um it's kind of like one of the themes that we're kind of looking for in the show when we were talking about this before um how you know little things that are kind of in like linked up with each other can can work together and if that's the kind of like mindset that you have and that's the kind of uh things that you cultivate and that you look for um you look for the best in other people and what they're doing you know Dave and I didn't even really get back together because of what we were doing, we kind of are, you know, just meeting back up as friends. And it just so happened, uh, you know, I was getting into voice stuff and I had some, some technical questions about some, uh, audio equipment and obviously he's an audio engineer and just ended up kind of snowballing from there. And here we are. And now we're doing a podcast. Yeah. We're doing a podcast now and it's a beautiful thing. So that's how things happen. (laughs) You just, you just wander through life and it, and it happens sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of wandering and it's also at the same time, it's about, I don't know if I've learned anything from my psychology background. It's that you're um, like where you put your attention, you know, your reality kind of unfolds. Um, like where you put your effort and the thing you often find that your reality is encompassed by the things that you look for and the things that you're kind of searching after. It's you well, project we, yourself. Yeah, yeah. In a way, like you kind of you 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 kind of like look for your own like destiny, so to speak. I don't necessarily believe in destiny, but you kind of like look for those things, and uh, your brain gives it back to you. And you eventually form like what's called a positive feedback loop about, you know, those kind of things. So yeah, I'm happy to, happy to be here. Happy to be able to talk about some stuff, hopefully shed some light on to, uh, I think we will probably see, uh, uh, that's definitely a reason why I have you here. Like the blend between a, a psych major and a, a cold blooded businessman. Hey, we can see probably a happy medium (laughs) between there maybe of, uh, I don't know. know. Indeed, well, I mean, it's all about um, (laughs) perspectives and um, you know, learning from people who aren't you. Um, I think one of the most important things that I learned how to do was um, to admit that I don't know a lot. Because when you admit that you don't know something, you've automatically, and this is something that we're going to talk about, you automatically give yourself permission to learn when you when you know that you don't know like the world becomes your oyster so to speak because you've opened yourself up to the possibility of learning new things because you know that you don't know i think everything. even like in my experience let that when i really want to learn things from people too mm-hmm. 
that there's so many people that treat things differently that immediately when you say that to someone that you're looking for that from as well, yeah. when you say that, you know, I don't know how to do this thing. Can you please show me some of the things that you do? Yeah. It kind of lets their guard down to, right. um, to teach you. Cause like, I know like if someone comes right at me, you know, <clears throat> sometimes you have your defenses up. Someone says that mm-hmm. you're like immediately, this person really wants an investment and that's all that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think that pretty yeah. pretty applicable and it's honestly uh one of the one of the, another good thing that i that i learned when i worked in clinical was um the best way that you can learn how to do something to its fullest extent is to teach it so anytime that you can like find a way to talk to somebody about something whether it be strategy whether it be process whether it be content or anything like that it just is re-solidifying it as your thinking and as your way of doing it and it's a way to like really put some mastery on it like being able to teach and talk and articulate i think that's like something that a lot of people like even though you know we have some of these like high ed backgrounds and whatnot and everybody says oh you know i went to school and i got this degree and i spent you know thousands of dollars on it and i don't even use it now man and it's just like yeah okay (laughs) you know yeah i guess so but like one of the things that you do get out of that, and that's if some if you do get something out of going to school, it's well at least what I've gotten going out of school is you learn how to write well, you learn how to speak well, and you learn how to read well, yep. and that just makes you an assassin. That just makes you a deadly individual. It makes you a deadly learner. It makes you a deadly person to argue with, and it makes you just a good thinker and learner. I yeah. would say playing devil's advocate. Yeah halfway because like i i would i said in the first episode that like i chose to go to college Mm -hmm. the debate of whether you need to go to college for some things or you or you don't need to is certainly something that we can get into with different backgrounds later and talk about you know which path brought people where on it i benefited from it it made me grow up take things seriously pursue things past that 13th hour you know get tired get grumpy push past it get it done Mm -hmm. um but also, definitely in my time, and I'm sure you've seen it, the amount of people that take that, um, you know, that time because maybe that they, they just went into it and didn't pull what you're saying in terms of that better language, that mm-hmm. that that need for um, education too. There's certainly people that just go through that and don't pull away those traits and also don't. Or anything whatsoever. <laughs> you know, which is the worst yeah. to see. I, and I feel like that kind of comes down to they were doing what they thought they ought to do instead of what they wanted to do. And in turn doing that, they also didn't take what they were doing seriously while they were there. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a shame or, uh, you know, at least you're spending all your time there. You kind of get something out of it, but you know, that's something we'll, we'll dive into. And it's, that can it's be one a topic like the, in itself. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like one of like the reoccurring themes is like, you know, you're waking up from work, but you're also waking up from this like cultural predeterministic like way of how you think you should be going about things. And that kind of like, especially in, you know, like young people where, you know, they don't always think for themselves directly right away. And like they kind of do try to follow what's set in front of them. And, you know, maybe what's set in front of them isn't always the best with what they're trying to aim to do with the future. Yep. So... Yeah. So I think um, definitely talking about, you know, the the movement between 
education and work and just kind of how you grow and then get released out into the ocean of what is life and just every day where there's no ritual. It is what it is. It's exactly what you make of it. You said a quote to me when you came in here today that I think totally speaks what holds us back from waking up from work, why we just go with the school of the fish to just do what, you know, do the thing that you're supposed to do. You just do that thing. Mm. Um, what was that quote? Oh, it was um, just give yourself permission. I give love your, it. Give yourself permission to do what it is you think you need to do in order to like really enrich your life. And like, that's an important thing to like come to the realization. And it's hard for people to even know what that is. And that's like, one. it's of those, not, it's not yeah. even like, um, something that you are aware of. Right. It's just you, you, you grow up from a young age, you go to school, you know, you graduate from high school and I can't speak for everyone cause it's not the same message from every parenting and, um, aunt and uncle and educator who all, all these influences that we have are completely different per each person. But it's just like, then the expectation is, okay, cool. Now you're going to go to college. What are you going to go to college for? And that thing that you go to college for now, you're going to automatically get this job when you come out and that's that. And I'm never ever going to be the guy that says you shouldn't work hard for what you need to do. I think you should sweat and bleed out to get what you want and you should never be handed it. But I just think that a lot of what builds up this mentality of um, I always give the example, like if, if, if my friend is at a cookout, you know, I heard a story from this. My friend was at a cookout and they're like, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, you're so-and-so's boyfriend. What do you want to do for your job? Oh yeah. Well right now I'm going to school right now for marimba playing. I want to be a professional marimba player. And they're like, Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool and interesting of you to say. Now, what did you want to do for your job that like supported your family and like was your actual job? So like when you're (laughs) done with college and you don't do any of the things that you want to do, what did you want to do for your actual job? Right. And that blew my mind that it's just that, that like what I was saying in episode one, it's just that I have this big breakdown of I am on this island of no one, you know, understands this struggle that I'm just, just so romantic way of thinking ridiculous. Right. And you it's just like, being, you do think you're being ridiculous. There's people out there that are professional marimba players every single day of their lives uh-huh. getting paid to do that. And they're supporting their family on it. Why can I not do that? Exactly. Why can't I do what I want to do. Why can't you do what you want to do? Mm-hmm. And just these overarching, um, definitely fear of risk and fear of you know yeah. finances, fear of all these things that we have on it. Um, but I just think that there's a lot of more of that than really has to be out there mm-hmm. that we just put in place. Yeah. It kind of like set the groundwork a little bit and it tells a lot about who's saying those things and who are the doers. Um, like one of my favorite, it's like a Chinese proverb. It's the one who is saying it can't be done. Shouldn't interrupt the one doing it. And just like really speaks volumes to how like, naysaying and this and that and it's honestly it's it's very telling of like what happens it's always your it's always like who 
your family and your close friends right. will try to talk you out of doing the things that you want to do and trying to talk you out of things that doing what you're passionate about, like they're passion killers almost. And it's never like a, yeah. it's never it's like a malicious. malicious thing. No, it's not malevolent or anything. It's not coming from <laughs> anywhere bad. It's, and it's, you know, it's disguised with it's like good intentions because they want you to like succeed, succeed be healthy, and be, do exactly, well. be healthy, be stable. Yep. And you know, there's some warrant to that. Like you can't just be like, I'm going to be, like a, a pop star tomorrow and I'm not going to do anything else besides that. It's just like, no, right. you have to have a plan and you have to have like some basis Action. of how you're going to do it and you have to have a way to fund it. And I feel like it's an important thing, especially like on this podcast, what we're talking about, it's waking up from work. It's not, I'm just going and doing whatever it is that I want. Like, right. It's like not a kid. If we could all just do what we want to do tomorrow, Indeed. then there would be no, society because I'm, be no I'm sure that everyone would love to just do whatever they have they wanted to do mm-hmm. whenever they want to do it and that's one thing but there's also another side to you know you have to go be this specific field where why can i if i want to be a pop star absolutely i cannot just go be a pop star tomorrow and i guess sometimes that happens for people but right. for the most part if i want to be a pop star but then i'm taking actions to go now find you know all these different infrastructure that I'm basing it off of. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now marketing myself heavily. I'm, I'm touring, I'm creating a following. Mm-hmm. I am whatever it is now. Now there's an action behind it to get to what you want to do, but it's like all of that doesn't take place unless you spark it. Indeed. And God, do you have any bloody talent too? That's another thing people have to realize. It's just like, you're not just all, talent and it's it's funny because it goes the other way there's plenty of people who have insane amounts of talent who don't do anything and there's plenty of people who like don't really have all that much talent and who succeed wildly that is such a good point and it's like it it's it's both sides man like you I have think to like, like the you, the percentage of um i was i was reading a book called originals it's actually a really good book hmm. and it's about different types of thinkers and um there's actually a, a uh, remember when I said that all statistics that I, I said on the show are not real. Right. So I like don't ballpark. know. They're all not even ballpark. They're <laughs> just like a, a figure. But you and I will differ from that. I'm, <laughs> I'm very much a statistics guy. Mine so. are not there. So yours right. will be the real ones. I'll bring, Mine, I'll bring the hard numbers in. The, the, the numbers from Dave are all fake. And the numbers from Ryan are a real thing. For, so, for the most part. They're yeah. a, they'll be ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you back down to... Hey. Um, but it's, it was, it was just talking about like all these, um, you know, these, these children with a gift, right. When they start out, you know, master pianist at age four, master mm-hmm. at whatever it is by just, they just have it. They just have it. Oh yeah. You got the, the percentage goods. of them that succeed versus in terms of succeed going past that general spot that they're at where they are a virtuoso, but, yeah. um, percentage of that against people that, really work their way through it there's actually there are tested more people that succeed from you know getting there at some point and making it happen right versus someone who can just right out of the gate they just like can do it like nothing to knock against those people because they blow my mind every day certainly but there's just a certain street smarts that has to come with it too you can't just have that talent you have to Mm -hmm. understand like all the actions that that have to happen in life as well especially when you're looking to monetize creativity. It's a very hard thing to do, especially in like today's nowadays. Cause like, you know, you want to be an accountant or something like that. And, you know, I'm taking something kind of like linear. 
you know, you want to be an accountant, you can, you go to school, you get your accounting license, you know, you, you become good at, you know, math, you become good at financing, you become good at, you know, statistics and all those kind of things. And then, you know, you apply it, you find like your niche little area of accounting. And then, you know, you go to like an accounting firm, you become freelance or something like that. You know, it's not a hundred percent linear, but it has very concrete and like attainable steps. There's not really that for like creativity things for the most part, because each one of them is so individually based that it can't be like that. There can be like some sort of like vague guidelines and whatnot that you can have, but like to monetize creativity, you know, besides really like, you know, the mainstream stuff like music, like, and even then you have to be just insanely talented. You have to be an insanely talented actor. Then you do. And then not only that, people, yeah. And and people think and want mm -hmm. marketing for sure. And it goes, and like what you're just saying right now, which is what I was going to segue into is that, even if you have, like, like I was saying before, even if you have all the talent in the world, even if you have all the know-how and your ability to do it is just so far beyond everybody. Once you start getting to like the higher levels of whatever it is that you're doing, the top of the rung of whatever your endeavor may be, people are going to have just as much talent as you are. Or they're just the same caliber mm -hmm, person. Like anyone who's at that spot Mm-hmm. I feel like, and we'll talk in other episodes about like day, daily rituals yeah. or like goal setting or mm-hmm. all these things. But, you know, like if you read some of the top selling books that very, um, you know, impressive, top, top tier people, they're all, despite any of these backgrounds, whether it's music or financing or like all these things that we're talking about, literally every single background even though what makes you good at what you do makes you that person at that role, I feel like all people in that caliber, their drive or their competitiveness or their ability to question what the initial, you know, assumption of what you should do Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that, that puts them against that grain in that way and makes them, aggressive enough to pursue it that quality is something that every single person right can can digest indeed in that and it's like every everybody who's at that top rung has just as much talent as you are so it's honestly like what are the little mini things that you do that like that set you apart from those other people what are like the like life's kind of like a game of inches in, in some way and it's you know when you're like younger and like not in the discrepancy between your talent and somebody else's talent is so big that you can get by on talent alone you know without very much hard work you know that's the thing that you do but um you know once you start getting to like you know when it comes to like academics like college you know everybody is just everybody you know you're going to get a phd or something everybody in your class you is all a got PhD. that paper everybody in your class is a phd level thinker writer researcher whatever it may be like they're all at your level. Now you have to start doing like hard work stuff. Now right. you have to be like, now you have to have characteristics about your h- human capacity that sets you some grit. aside. Yeah. Got to have the grit, you man. You do have to have the grit and it has to, it's like what sets you aside from that? What gives you one slight edge over that person? What makes you like one inch better than them? What makes you one octave better than them? What makes you one audition better than them? I read you like know? a, like a, and I wish like, 
I'm definitely not going to be able to reference like a lot of these things that I read like full out. Mm. So, but it's okay. Um, like an article on like infiltrating a market. If you like, say you moved across the country with your business and now mm-hmm. you need to get into this market that's been established and you haven't been a part of it. Mm-hmm. How does it happen? And it's like the real, the realness to how it happens is when those other people who are comfortable with their business being at where it's at, because this isn't just about being, you know, fighting comfort to get to start a business or to get to your goal or something. It is about fighting comfort constantly, because if you are comfortable, you will make mistakes or you won't be aggressive enough to get all these mm-hmm. things to happen. But you make to hit a market, mistakes. you are the person that when everyone else went home at five o'clock, you're still doing it till midnight. Mm-hmm. And just by the bare nature of those gloves off of six hours more of work, mm-hmm. of you marketing, of you yep. reaching out to connect with people, of you, whatever it is that working you're working with one on, extra client, working with that one other extra person that's yeah. comfortable that has their business there, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So at some point, there's going to be a break in it. But I guess just my point with that is just that it really just comes down to the grassroots efforts that you have Indeed. To, to do it. You have the talent and you have the know-how and you have the smarts. And then it's just about like putting in the practical application and just like you know the way that you say it like you just have to be like relentless in a way yep. you know like you have to get obviously give yourself the ability to like not just burn out completely but like you know you're gonna put in just especially nowadays to seriously succeed like you have to put in so much effort and i think one of the the things that you and i have always like agreed on when we were talking about stuff like this is that it makes it seem like when we talk about it, like this is some extraneous, like soul crushing, like, you know, cringing effort. And it's like, you're doing what drives you and like what speaks to you on a very like real level. And when you have something like that, the hours pass by, like, yep. like you don't even feel like you're doing it. You 18 feel hour like, day and you're fine with yeah, the sleep. Right. That you don't you're just get. like, dude, I just, I just did my thing for that many hours and I get to wake up tomorrow. Like, it's like a gift. Like you're just like, and I get to wake up tomorrow and I get to do it again. Like, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Exactly. And it's just like, because it is dude. Like if you really realize it, if you really take it in, like we have the privilege to do something creative and to be able to like live off of it. Like that's like the dream, man, at least for me. And I really feel like anybody who's creative and has some sort of like passion in that kind of capacity, like artistry in any way, shape or form. And it, sh- and it shows itself in many different ways and in many different forms. Like you just like, you just go with it. And yeah, I think that's a, that's the quality of life that we're chasing here with this kind of um, community mm-hmm. uh, with waking up from work is just for sure. Like really like how do we make it so that I am so damn excited to wake up the next day to just keep doing everything that I'm doing mm-hmm. because every single part of my day, including the relationships and the friends and the hobbies and all these other things that have to be a part of life. Yeah. But how do I make it so that such a big portion of my week is not something that I'm, I'm paid for because I have to go up to it. And that money has to be the thing that makes me get out of that bed. How do I make it? So I'm getting out of the bed first and foremost, cause I want to get out of the mm-hmm. bed. And then the money is just making it so I can con- continue to do everything else that Money's I'm up to tool. with it. Just a tool. So, I mean, I guess like without going too philosophical, uh, philosophical deep dive, yep. um, on this note, mm-hmm. um, what is it, Ryan, that kind of like, 
where did it where did that wake up happen where it was a different thing from like you know these are the things i do and this is the thing that i do to this is the thing that i want to do mm-hmm. and now these are the exact pinpoint things and time frames and all these things that are going to make it happen so that it's no longer something that i talk about as you know like a, a dream right um for you i think it all started like at least for me with like the voice thing like like i have the poetry background so i was always like talking and i was always doing that but like i always have been had like a fascination with like accents and dialects um like my family's very english or they're all like you know from england off the boat very thick english accents and like i always you know kind of identified with that but then I always liked doing other accents and stuff as well. And, you know, my family's all, they're all kind of like actors. We'd be doing these accents on the show to confuse listeners highly. Oh, maybe. That sounds like, (laughs) that sounds intriguing. The the third layer to the show is. (laughs) Give me some practice. There will be Ryan and also other alternative versions of Ryan that communicate. Oh, for sure. I'll bring, I'll bring out the (laughs) the personalities. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. actually, you know, what's funny about that is that um, like a way that I would like practice getting really good at them. And uh, my girlfriend can attest to this because we've had quite a, quite a fun time doing this. She likes being a part of it. Um, I'll go into like grocery stores and whatnot. And when I'm at that (laughs) checkout line, I'll, I'll just throw accents on, um, you know, obviously believable ones. You know, I have a big red beard. Um, I do a pretty good Irish accent and uh, Scott and, you know, talk many different, through. many different English accents. So I'll just talk through it. And that's honestly like the way that it becomes, you know, kind of real is where you do it in a natural conversational like way. So right. it started there. And then I was always just like, you know, I had fun doing stuff like that. You know, you kind of mess with people. It's for fun and whatnot. And, you know, I play a lot of video games and a lot of the, what's my favorite part about video games is like real character depth and how these actors and actresses can bring a character to Based life on without real you even, themes, yeah, right? without you even seeing them. And it's very hard. You know, you have to portray a facial expression, but with your voice. Like, it's crazy. Hmm. And I've, I've learned a lot doing a lot of research about it. Um, it was always something that I was, like, super interested in and didn't even really know that it was a, a job outside of, um, you know, doing it for, like, games or animation or, you know, movies and stuff like that. And um, I guess that, that kind of goes into one of the things that we'll talk about, which is just doing your research, doing your homework a little bit and realizing that maybe what you were thinking of isn't as small and nuanced and niche as you thought it was. Right. Um, because I did start doing the research, you know, um, I was with a girlfriend at the time who, you know, I was talking about it. And like when I had first really discovered, it, I was like, you know, like I kind of like making funny voices and I kind of like, you know, doing this. And like, I have a lot of actors and actresses in my family and, you know, I've picked up a lot here and there. And I think that she's just like, how are you ever going to do that though? I was just like, yeah, you're probably right. Uh-huh. Because I was young and I was like, you know, I asked myself that question and you kind of come to this like, not self-defeating like way of thinking, but you know, you're kind of like, oh, that you don't really see the pathways. You don't, you don't see the patterns. You don't it is see an, how it could it is happen. It is an acceptance. Yeah. And where you it, get to where you're for like, sure an acceptance. oh, this is the way that, that life is because mm-hmm. I've never, I've never experienced this portion of it. When you, when you jump out of school, you mm-hmm. never like hit that portion to like, know like what it is to just, there is no, there's no pre-made plan from here on out. There's mm-hmm. no like ritual for like, this is when you go back to doing this thing. Right. This is when you go work. This is when you do school. This is now mm-hmm. this is just real life. And literally whatever it is that happens, whether you have a job or lose a job or go homeless or anything. Now right. this is just what happens out here. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, 
seeing everything else be the way that it is, you just kind of like accept, okay, well, you know, this is what happens. I don't know. I'm yeah. learning too. This, like, is yeah, this is just what the way things go. This mm-hmm. is the way it has to go. So it's kind of accepted almost, you know, but mm-hmm. then like you stop to think about it. Yep. So if, like for you, like voice acting wise and you're like, hold on yep. every day on my phone, on my TV, on my Xbox, on every single thing that I come in contact, there are voices on there yep. and all of it's media. So there's not a person in front of me. So that means that all of those voices are recorded voices, which yep. means there is a hell of a lot of people out there that are working. Mm-hmm. So why can't it be me that is the person that's doing that voice? And I'll go take that and spot doing that. And I can it's do a that. really cool realization because like the light kind of goes off in your head and you know, this will kind of segue into like my next, you know, steps, so to speak, where like one thing that I got really good at working in psych and working I mean, just from education in general, is to just ask really good questions, like really thought-provoking questions into like how to find correct answers. So like the things I started asking myself were, well, who are these people that are doing this? You know, I started kind of just like finding my favorite characters in games, just being like, oh, who does this? Who's right. the actor for this? You know, you look them up online and you see what else they're in. And then, you know... Next thing I know, like one of my favorite guys has a podcast. So I start listening to his podcast where he starts interviewing voice actors and producers cool. and coaches and this and that. Which and, one is that? Um, that was Crispin Freeman's um, voice acting mastery podcast. So I real that's what really started kind of getting me into it. But then I just was like, you know, then I started reading like script script reading classes. Then I started reading like how to get, you know, set up in a home studio and how do you, um, how do you network with people? What should be like some of your, you know, baseline stuff that you should do to take care of the health of your voice. And what do you need as a baseline? Like where can you go to get good acting classes? Because that's a fundamental thing. Like, you know, you have, can have a good voice in this and that, but if you can't act, then you're not going to be able to do well in it. Right. You start asking yourself like really, really in-depth questions. Start looking for really robust information. You find the places that you connect to. And um, I think it once you start hitting that process, then it really like a light goes off of mm-hmm. like, now it's no longer like, what jobs can I get from voice acting? Well, I can do video games or I can do this. Or now it's like, what are the specific things yes. that successful people in that position are doing the daily? Work. Yep to be able to do that position. Now it's a real thing because you think about that person waking up in the morning Mm -hmm. and now they're treating their voice or they're going out to do the acting lesson or they are recording at wherever they're at and they're looking at these scenarios for making cold calls, you know, and now it's, it's okay. That is enough stuff that I just thought about. That's going to fill a work day. Mm -hmm. That's their work day. Yep. Now I'm going to start doing those things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I would find myself like I would even be like at my job. Um, and just being like, you know, when I had like a 15 minute break or like if I was working on something that didn't really require me to be like talking to anybody, like I'd be listening to the podcast or I'd yep. be like watching a video or I'd be like looking up new classes or I'd be like just doing anything like. And that's the thing is like you have to be, just be like it almost like has its own voice. Like it'd just be like, yeah, do this. Like, oh, man, what's the next thing that you could do? Oh, what, what, what what's that? You know, like just right. intrigue, like be intrigued by things like just be just just be hungry for knowledge, because if you're hungry for knowledge, like the more that you have, the more information that you have and like the, and the better minute that you, you can stop, apply it. The minute you stop, mm-hmm. 
the minute you lose your edge. Right. Because it's just like, just keep learning. There's going to be someone keep- else out there that, you know, when you're watching Game of Thrones the third time, right? they're still reading or they're still researching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I need to chill at the end of the night. Like, when I'm working my ass off, <laughs> yep. I need to chill out. Right. So I'm not knocking any of these things. And I for no. sure love Game for of sure Thrones. Necessary. But, but I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm trying to really hone in on just how much time do I waste? How mm-hmm. much am I using that's in a, a way that... And that's an important thing. Like, if, okay, like, think about this. How much time do you waste, you know, you think a day? And like, I feel like the average person would probably say, you know, I'll, I waste like five hours a day. And, you know, that's kind of like lenient. We'll say that, you know, really people who are kind of like wasteful are probably wasting like six or seven hours a day. Now you add that up, like, how much is your time worth? Like, you know, $25, $30. I'd probably say probably around like 40 to $50 because, you know, we're young and exuberant and, you know, our time could be spent very, you know, well. Like, that's a lot of money over a course of a month or over a course of a year. Yep. And, like, and the thing is, like, when you do the math, and this has to do with, like, budgeting, this has to do with, like, you know, I want to save up some money for some sweet-ass equipment. It's like, okay. Like you have to pay your bills still. You have to pay for your car. You have to pay for gas. You have to pay for this. If it means something to you, you'll save the money for it. Right. You'll see the value in it. You'll make the investments. You'll realize that your time is worth more than what you're doing right now. And that's how you'll start to like budget your time. You'll budget your money. Oh, you know, like I'm going to go get my workout after work or something like that. Or maybe I'll start doing my workouts before it works. That way when I come home, I can dedicate this many hours to doing this. Right. It's just like you had to be. You have to be on top of your stuff. You really have to be on top of your shit. Like, because, you know, anybody, if you look at anybody who is really successful, their time management skills and their, how they value themselves and their time are just like through the roof. And I mean, like, I I just want to stop right here and just kind of say like with this talk track here, Mm -hmm. Ryan and I, um, neither one of us is where we want to, where we want to be at. Oh, not at all. But the cool thing about this conversation is I think that that, honestly is where the decision takes place because you know me not really pursuing what i want to have happen makes it so that i live my daily life and value my time and my calendar differently than i think when that clicked into place and became a decision of i'm really going to do this and you know if i don't do it it's because i failed at it Mm -hmm. and i at least need that i need to fail at having it happen before I can ever accept that, that is not a possibility yep. ever. And I think that that all these things that we're saying were like being aggressive, your time management, you know, how far in depth you go, continually being educated, all the trends that we'll talk about later in other episodes of this podcast in, um, you know, focus points of the way that you operate to try to be at the type of caliber to be aggressive is all about something clicks inside you when you decide to change the way your entire life is going to be. Yeah. It's your and attitude. It's, it's your behavior. Just every part of your process. life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, it's enormous. It's a real, like, it's like a spiritual swing, really. Like it's, it is, it's a, like, and it's very telling to like, well, the podcast name is it's a wake up man. Like you feel like, you're stuck in a mindset or in a, like a feel or in a rut or whatever. And things aren't like you said, like things aren't so bad. Like I could probably do this probably, but like, that's not it for you. Like that just isn't it. It's just not, Yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's, it could be something and it could provide something, but it can't provide 
really what you're looking for. I think that like the flash point that I hit is like, I, I picture myself being 80 years old. I'm retired. And I look back at my whole life yep. and I look back at it and you know, if I'm not able to look back and just feel that substance to it and just feel, you know, what did I leave behind? What impact did I make? And what was I able to offer for myself? And it really feels hollowed out. I have no more part of my life that I can ever make that right for myself Mm -hmm. again. And that is a huge fear for me when we talk about fears is now my fear is no longer making the jump. My fear is not making the jump. My like, fear is if I never, ever it. push myself to the point where I'm actually going to to take those huge risks and, and, and try what I want to have happen more than anything on the planet. If I fail at that, I can live the rest of my life in the grind that's not what I want. And I will honestly believe that I felt that I that I tried my best and I couldn't do it but if it's you it's, went it's for it, the dude. same thing as like any other sports talk where you're saying like dude if you lost like when I did wrestling in high school if you lost the match if I felt like I was losing and I just got taken out because I just like was like I'm going to lose the match I'm behind by this much I'm just going to give it in mm. then I would leave that day just feeling like total crap because I was like mm-hmm. I gave that out yep. but if I lose that match I'm 15 points behind and I still just work my butt off i'm like listen this match you know i'm gonna lose it but it's gonna suck for you you squeezed every learning experience you could out of it you leave man you go have a beer and uh it's all good you 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 tried it you take the you take a hard loss in the day and you you know give yourself permission to just go at it again and fight it again the next day yeah and that's just it's a marathon dude it is it's it's a, just a series of good decisions. And uh, like Sarah was telling me, she's been reading this book and it was, it really struck home, especially about how you do the little things. It's just every single little decision that you make, whether it be with like dieting, with your hobby, with your career, with school, like they add up. And when you consistently make good micro decisions instead of making the easy bad decision, like, very that gets you that gets you so far yep you know and you know the book is mainly about like food and nutrition but uh you know a, a sharp mind can apply stuff like that to other facets which is why i think this podcast is going to be so robust is that you can get a you know large range of people doing different things and we'll look for universal facets um over the course of them and you'll see kind of what it takes to be a successful fill in the blank. Right. Because <laughs> most like, it's not about being a successful fill in the blank. It's about being a successful personality. And it's about being a successful person. It's about being a successful mindset. It's about being a successful attitude. And all of these things play in because it's a human game, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, other people are going to be involved in it. It's creativity. Like you have to be good at being the, a person first you know and so i'm excited to see where see where that goes see if we'll see what we can learn and see what we can teach at the same time that's so what, that's what kind of like life's all about really and that's what creative endeavors are all about and that's that's the the passion and the kind of the, the feel behind it eh? i think that that 
I don't even need to go into my story of when I made a decision to act because we just talked about all the things that went into place <laughs> for making that decision. Kind of popped off, eh? It, it, you know, all the things that we talked about, they're just feelings that you probably have that you're living right now. And I guess the takeaway from this episode right here and before we get into these other episodes of like how to like really like make these actions mean something is take action. When you get, you know, when you finish up this episode, when we cap you out right now, you know, go home from work tonight if you haven't yet. And whatever it is that you want to pursue, go take an action. Do anything. Go do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. And and if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. And if you're not growing, then you're dying. You know, if, if, if then you're then you're rotting. So. You know, if you're growing, you're green. Yeah, that's what I say. So, (laughs) so take something away from this. Go out, take an action, make it happen. Wake up from work. Start putting something into place. Put a timeline. Put an action behind your words. Start going after it. Um, You know, we will continue to talk about this. Connect with me, please. Um, If you just took an action and or you got something from this or you want to tell me about how you just did something or you've been doing this and what we just talked about was the same revitalization that's kind of going through your head right now get um, at us come at, yeah definitely get at us you can go to our website uh wakingupfromwork.com and uh pay attention to the session notes to the podcast as well as um Um, any other content or ways to communicate with us. And then definitely feel free to call or text me at 978-925-7402. That, you know, that is my waking up from work cell phone number. Call me, text me, let me know what it is uh, that you're doing to take action to go after something right now. Um, Follow me at Dave Wake Up on Instagram, wake up from work, uh, Facebook, anything that it is to get at us because we really want this to be a group thing. You know, we all fail or we all succeed, but we all do it together. So thanks for uh, joining us. So catch us next episode. Episode three is going to be, you know, you made the decision. Now you're in the game. What actions are you taking to play it? Mm -hmm. So welcome, Ryan. Next week, we'll be seeing you. Hell Thank yeah. you so much for listening in. This is Wake Up From Work Podcast. Get Peace. ready to hustle.